This episode is brought to you by Vinyl Me Please. Join their Record of the Month Club at www.joinvmp.com backslash WFSE. today's episode oh are we already starting did you already start <laughs> welcome recording? to episode 16 before you even listening i'm natalie and i am joined here today with one dakota palmer a special co-host yeah a special co-host because Britton isn't feeling well today um we send him love and um <laughs> peace and blessings Britton. <laughs> yeah but dakota has actually been a recurring guest on the show so i've been we're on once happy to have her back you've been on it at least twice i've been on only once You've definitely been on twice. Nope. I promise. You were on for the episode seven, which was our um, end of the year awards, and then you were on for a love song or misconnections. Ooh. I remember these things, Ooh, Dakota. you are right. I'm sorry. <laughs> Damn, you're right. My bad. You're not typically right, so. <laughs> I know. You can't blame me. Um, so, I have this burning question that's been on my mind for a couple days now. Yeah, sure. Uh... Who is your favorite fast food mascot? Well, Natalie, I'm glad you asked, because I would like to spend a few seconds just pleading my case for Gizmo, the Taco Bell dog. was pretty popular in the early 2000s. A little chihuahua, you might know him. He goes rough, rough here and there. Um, Typically uh, very small, very cute. Uh, Represents tacos well. That's a good one. Yeah. How about you? Uh, Honestly, I'm impartial to Ronald McDonald. Just because, like, the Beanie Babies and stuff that we mm, would collect mm-hmm. as children for, like, McDonald's, like, I don't know, memories. You know what? I'm also a big Hamburglar fan, to be quite honest. Yeah. Even though he's not the official McDonald's mascot, I was a big fan of the Hamburglar. Also, funny story, I had a friend way back in the day who thought that the Hamburglar stole hamburgers from rich people and gave them to the poor people in, like, a Robin Hood kind of situation, when in fact the Hamburglar just steals the burgers for himself. Yeah, so he's like an anti. <laughs> he, he's yeah, an he was an anti Robin Hood. So that was well, That's great. Well, we bring that up because Wendy's dropped a mixtape. And it was weird. It was, yeah, it was interesting. We'll be talking about that later, but for right now, we're going to get into some news. So first, Kelly Ukis has a new album coming out and the track list has been released. It sounds like it's going to be great or looks like it's going to be great. Yeah. No, um, I agree. It's got Thundercat, Steve Lacey from the internet. Um, Tame Impala worked on it. Um, I forget which song it was. Tomorrow. Tomorrow was the song that uh, Tame Impala worked on. And mm-hmm. obviously, Tyre the Creator is going to be on it because After the Storm was already released, too. So um, I'm really excited. Well, I just want to real quick on the Pitchfork article where it, like, announces all of that. If you look at the pictures of the people, so there's, like, a picture of Kevin Parker, Caliucas, Tyler, and then the guy third in from the left I thought was Jason Bateman from Arrested Development at first and was very confused. It is, in fact, Damon Albarn. Wow, I could see that. Yeah, so I was. I, I see I was, how you made that comparison. I was super confused. Maybe, maybe they were. You know, they could have been doing something to trick you. Like well, maybe it was. It was Jason Bateman, <laughs> and they're just they're making me go crazy. They thought, how can we make Dakota just? It's like it's really like one of those conspiracies. Today. Like Avril Lavigne really isn't Avril Lavigne. Yeah, it, Melissa is Avril Lavigne. Don't even <laughs> we we need to do a whole show just on that conspiracy. Don't get me started. Uh, no, but in all seriousness, the track listing looks super awesome. And Natalie, when does that come out? April six. Uh, you can already pre-order it. It's already available for pre-order, and it's called Isolation. So. So definitely get excited for I know I'm excited for it, so. I am as well. What else are we excited for, Dakota, this week? Natalie, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Again, because we are excited for the new Panic at the Disco album and tour. Uh, so last week, Panic had this mysterious um, thing that said they were having a pop-up show in Cleveland. I believe it was last Monday. And then they just, dri- well, like I'm saying they, but it's just Brendan Urie yeah. at this point, I guess. Um, Brendan dropped two new singles, Say Amen, Saturday Night. Is it Say Amen, parentheses, Saturday It's parentheses, night? Saturday Night. Okay, that's what I thought. Parentheses, fucka, 
And then Silver Lining. Yes. Um, they're both super good. Only Say Amen has a music video right now for it. Did you watch the music video? Yeah, yeah. We actually watched it before Subverse uh, so that we could talk about it on there. It was It was, it was weird. weird. Yeah. But, like, some of his other music videos have been weird, so it's not shocking. True. I guess, in that way. But, like, this one was weird enough that it took away from the song for me. So, like, once I listened to the song without the video, I was like, wow, this is super good. But before, I was just like, yeah, I don't I understand. Yeah, I thought that, too, actually, because when I first heard that song, I was, like, not feeling it. Yeah. And now, I've, now I really like it. Like, it's, it's a jam for me. I've been playing it. I like Silver Lining better. Silver That's definitely lining, the better be of honest. the two, I think. Yeah. Um, but it's it's very weird how Panic is getting into this, like, it's so different from a fever you can't sweat out. And I just keep thinking, when are you going to go back to that? Right. I feel like the past, like, two albums have taken that turn from, honestly, Pretty Odd as well, although Pretty Odd itself was kind of different from anything yeah and then a fever you can't sweat out like i feel like the past few releases have been very different from what they originally sounded like even in vices and virtues that still Mm -hmm. you still felt the fever you can't sweat out by yeah there There was that like vaudeville kind of background but it was still different enough and i think all of them have really not been consistent at all Mm -hmm. so like a fever you can't sweat out was weird front to back and it was good Yeah. yeah and then you get pretty odd where it's like Okay, this one's good. Yeah, like most songs, most songs were good. And then Vices and Virtues, you're like, okay, there's like three of them that are yeah. all right. And then it completely transitions. I would say after Pretty Odd, it just goes and does a complete 180. And Panic becomes more poppy, more mainstream, but not bad mainstream. Like, yeah. not Fallout Boy mania. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Which was really bad. But The nearly dubstep song that was on Fallout Boy's mania. Yeah. No, but Panic has this good way of, like, making their songs modern without kind of losing too much of who they are and where they started from, which is nice. But anyways, back to back to what we were talking about. Um, Their new album, Pray for the Wicked, is out June 22nd. And the pre-sale for their summer tour begins this Friday, March 30th. So I think if you ordered, at least last week, I'm not sure what it is right now, but if you ordered um, a bundle, an album bundle, then you could get the pre-sale code early. You know Mama did that. <laughs> so I will be at the at one of those shows. Yeah, they've also been having a lot of pop-up shows, which is what even leading up to the announce. Yeah. Which we me and Britton talked about a few episodes ago. Yeah, it was uh, last Sunday. They were just like, hey, we're going to be at the Grog Shop tomorrow, which I don't know if you've ever been to the Grog Shop in Cleveland. Mm-mm. It's the size of like a thumbnail. Um, and the rules were you couldn't you couldn't line up before, I think, 3.30, and then the show started at 7.30, and by 3.35, all the tickets were gone. That's crazy. Because people were, like weren't in line, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. so they were just like hanging out and chilling yeah were they like across the street like with their binoculars exactly like, when can we line up yeah and then at like 3 30 and one second everyone ran over that's what i heard i unfortunately wasn't there yeah. i wish i was but also uh panic has a new girl bassist female bassist yeah, which is and, super cool yeah i mean back to what you said earlier about like it's kind of just brandon at this point yeah like I wonder how that's going to affect the upcoming album. Because I, I feel like Brandon was probably a big or at least the main source in even all their other work. But, oh, yeah. like, I wonder if it's going to change the sound at all by, I mean, he's getting new band members at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I Well, I see what you're saying. I don't I don't know. I guess I never thought about it. But, I mean, a lot of the people that he, he's been touring with for the last four or five years um are i mean dallin weeks just left recently mm-hmm. but he's been touring with pretty much the same people for the last few years um even th- even if they're not recording they're right. still together mm-hmm. so um i think it positively affects their sound 100 percent because they sound great live but like you said brendan's pretty much carrying the entire team on mm-hmm. his back at this point so i don't know i guess we shall see mm-hmm. june 22nd june 22nd everybody so for other news, streaming. We have some news on the state of streaming because iTunes is, I guess, removing being able to digitally buy and download songs. Or this has actually been talked about for actually quite some time. Yeah. But there's never been any, like, actually, I think even at one point iTunes or Apple denied that this was even going to happen. Yeah. But I think now it's starting to be confirmed. It was even confirmed by uh, Jimmy Levine, who is, I believe, the CEO uh, yeah, I think he's actually leaving Apple relatively soon as well. 
Um, but yeah, so they're pretty much what is going to happen is they want to get rid of all music download sales by December of 2019. And they want to rely strictly on streaming, um, which is definitely interesting when you think about it. Because when I think of iTunes, I think of like 2003 me putting all my CDs into my computer and then getting my songs from there. And then they were on my computer forever. And iTunes, I feel, has gotten more and more difficult to use over the years. Mm -hmm. So I never use it. So I think maybe that might be part of the reason why they're going to solely streaming because I personally i'm a spotify person yeah i am too and but the thing is about spotify like i don't know if other streaming services are like this but i know spotify is you can download songs offline but you still have to be in the app so like Mm -hmm. my thing is is if i want to listen to a song out of the app because i want to use it for something or do whatever with it i can only do that if it's in my itunes library yes so that's the kind of thing that i'm thinking of but even in um in a bbc article that came out um it's like they stated that digital downloads which were once seen as the savior of the industry are now being outsold by cds and vinyl which i kind of found shocking yeah like i mean it's not any surprise that like itunes digital downloads are decreasing since streaming came out but Mm -hmm. the fact that cds and vinyl is outselling it i found like i think the cd part is what's really getting me because best buy just announced a few months ago that they're not going to sell cds anymore they're they're quietly like getting rid of them Mm -hmm. um so i think that's super weird but in the same respect if you think of the vinyl situation almost every single vinyl that i've ever bought has come with a digital download code so maybe that's why because people are getting their Mm -hmm. digital music from the code inside the vinyl instead of going to itunes and grabbing it exactly and then you're getting the vinyl too exactly yeah you're paying for two things or you're paying one price for two things ultimately so let us know what your thoughts are on iTunes getting rid of their buying music and kind of switching to a fully streaming format. I feel like some people probably like, yeah, I mean, if people aren't buying or aren't consuming, mm-hmm. it makes sense that they would get rid of it. But I think other people might not care for that. And also, in the article, it does state that anything that you already have would be affected. I was it, I was just going to yeah. say that. Yeah. Your existing downloads, um, any purchased AACs or MP3s that are in iTunes are still going to work. So no fear. Don't worry. But I don't know. I really don't. I, I tried the free trial of Apple Music. Wasn't a fan. I don't like Apple Music I thought it all. was difficult to navigate. Spotify. It's not user friendly It's at not. All. No. So Spotify, you're just like, boop, 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 and mm-hmm. it's like, okay, there you go, unless you spell something wrong, and then it says no search is found, and then I get angry, but that's on me. That's not that's not Spotify's fault. Yeah, so let us know what you think about that. If you want to, we won't make you, but let us know. You can comment on our SoundCloud feed, or you can comment on our website comment section. And I'm going to come to your house, and I'm going to make you, so Natalie <laughs> cannot speak opinion. on behalf of us. <laughs> and we'll also, we'll link this article, too, in the description, and we'll link uh, the Wall Street Journal article as well. Yeah. Um, but also, great things that are happening, maybe, I don't know, depends on how you feel about Cardi B. Because she has a new album out next week. I am so excited, to be perfectly honest. I'm a big Cardi B fan. I'm a closet Cardi B fan. I don't like to really tell people, though I'm telling you now. I agree. Yeah, so you're out now. Like, this is March the day. It's March 27th, Tuesday at 4.02 p.m., and Natalie is a Cardi B fan. No, I I agree. She's just fun. Like, I didn't want to like Cardi B, but, like, then I, you know... When I listened to, what's the first one? Bodak Yellow. Mm-hmm. That got, and I didn't want to like that song. Like, I actively wouldn't listen to it, too. I didn't hear, I didn't know what it sounded like for the first six months that it was out, to be yeah, quite honest. Yeah, I have, I refused to listen to it for the longest time. And now, like, I'm just like, I jammed that. Like, that's a good song. And so is Barty or Cardi. That's a good song, too. Mm-hmm. Um, Motorsport. That's a good song. That's good, too. I know. I just, like. She's fun. She, she is. And it, uh, I don't know. She's got a humble backstory, too, because, like... She's from the Bronx. She's from the Bronx, but she was also a stripper, and now she's making money, and she's mm-hmm. she's not afraid to tell people that, and I think that's super awesome, because mm-hmm. we need we need more people like that in the world. She's also, like, she's kind of funny. Like, if you've ever oh, watched interviews so with her, she's funny, she's quirky, she's got some quirks. Yeah. Skirt! She just makes all these <laughs> weird noises, noises, and I'm like, what, what are you doing? Did you watch the video where she was, like, in an etiquette class? Oh, my... Yes. Yes, I did. And she did not belong there. No. Anybody, seriously, look that up. You could probably just type in, like, Cardi B etiquette class and it's you'll find so it. It's so funny. It's funny. Um, but also, my dad is a huge Cardi B fan. Like, we'll sing Barty or Cardi on the daily. Um, 
so I'm sure he'll be excited when he finds out that she has a new album coming out. Right. It'll be out uh, next Friday, yes. April 6th, um, and it's called Invasion of Privacy. Mm-hmm. So get ready for that. We'll probably talk about it on the podcast. Um, other news happening, Leon Bridges has a new music video, the single we talked about last week when it came out. Um, so what are your thoughts, Dakota, on the video? <laughs> the video was weird. Um, to make a long story short, this girl is dancing... Leon Bridges is sometimes dancing, but she's doing some weird dancing, like, in the middle of the street. She, like, was doing, like, the lawnmower and the robot and, like, (laughs) other things. But, like, on the sidewalk in a busy street of what I can only assume is either New York or Philadelphia, um, it just looked like it. Just, it looked like East Coast, okay? Don't even come at (laughs) me for that. I mean, like, it kind of, not unlike what Lord did in Greenlight, though. Yes. She would dance in the middle of the street. But it was just, like... I don't, I didn't get it. And then at the end, do you think she's going to kill the guy? Yeah, at the end, she, like, backs this guy up against a wall and, like, puts her hand on his throat. And I'm like, is, is she going to kill him? Like, she just, like, puts her head on his chest and then, like, spins herself around. <laughs> it's so weird. And he's confused. I'm confused. Natalie's confused. It was a weird We're time. Confused. Leon Bridges is confused. <laughs> I, <laughs> he was just dancing like the whole time he was just he, he was, was. Just in it. he was dancing he was and i just i didn't get it i don't know how she was listening to him that's what you said i don't <laughs> yeah. know how she was listening to him it's when like, they weren't in the same room it's like in high school musical when all of a sudden they all know the same choreography and you're like uh, i'm pretty sure you were were cooking creme brulee yesterday and troy you were at basketball practice so i don't know when you got the time or the motivation to learn these dances but okay i'll believe it well, that's exciting. <laughs> His new album will be coming out May 5th. Um, get excited. Or May 4th. It's May 4th. May the 4th be with you. Star Actually, Wars Britain made that joke on last week's podcast when we talked about this album. That's so funny because I, I haven't even listened to the last week's podcast yet, so that's embarrassing. Yeah, because you're a fake fan. I, You know what? I am a fake fan. But guess what? I have a Subverse shirt. True. Wednesday night, 7 to 9. Don't forget. Find an email Mondays at 5. Um, what else do we got for news? Our last piece of news, Dakota. Well, this is your girl, Natalie. You go ahead. You go for it. All right. Lana Del Rey reveals her Radiohead lawsuit is over. Woo! Yay. Which Plot is track. something that Radiohead has denied even happened the whole time. But, like, hey. <laughs> I mean, it's Radiohead. Are you really that surprised? Yeah. Um, but that's nice. No, there was, like, she was, like, sassy in the video that I watched because somebody posted a video of her at the concert where she was just like, well, I guess now that my lawsuit's over, I could play whatever the hell I want. Or she probably used more explicit words yeah. than that. But And then she, like, you know, puffed on her cigarette and then was just like, hmm. And then killed her fourth husband <laughs> and put on a fur coat and then drenched herself in his blood. Exactly. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, that was at Lollapalooza, Brazil. Um, but nowhere can I find, like, how they settled. Yeah, it's nowhere. Like, I feel like this is the most, like, quieted, other than her actually, like, tweeting about it, saying it happens. Yeah. And being like, we're going to take this to court. And then that obviously was never taken to court, but, like... Yeah, so they settled outside of court, but I have no idea what, like, they settled, how they did it, yeah. what any, what anyone did is they paying end up, anyone. Like, if they ended up getting any rights in the song, like... Yeah. I don't know. Tom York maybe just... I mean, to be fair, dollar. Creep was also, like, sounds like a song by the Hollies, so, like... Exactly. So, really, the Hollies should be suing Lana Del Rey. Maybe Lana Del Rey <laughs> should be the suing source. the Hollies. Yeah, honestly, they should have known that she was going to come up with the song. This is their fault. <laughs> Do you hear that, the Hollies? Do you hear that, Radiohead? I'm coming for you. All right, so we're going <laughs> to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about our record of the week. Get excited. I wonder who's to blame for the world the present. Noah Macbeth, better known as No MB, released They Might Have Even Loved Me, his debut album this past Friday, and guess what? It's our record of the week. Guess what? Because it's bomb. It's really good. Like, this is the best first impression I've had of an album, like, this year so far. I thought, honestly, I thought every song was good. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I can say that necessarily about 
any other album that came out in 2018 so far, except for maybe Black Panther soundtrack. But I really liked that, but I also really liked Camp Cope's How to Socialize and Make Friends, but that one kind of gets, like, depressing and tiring after a while. Yeah. Um, no MB's album is just, like... I could probably listen to it for hours on end and not... Never get sick of it. Exactly. Like, it's good for different situations, too. Like, it's good if you want to go on a bike ride. It's good if you want to lay in your bed. It's good if you want to lay on your floor and and gaze at the ceiling. It's good if you want to drive your car on the highway. (laughs) Nowhere else but the highway. It knows no limits. This album knows no limits. Yes. I don't know. It's just... It's so... I had to describe it yesterday to someone. They made me describe it in three words. I said, summer, chill, neat. That sounds about right, honestly. I don't know how else to put it. It's just, like, it's really good. It's got some vibes. It's like, I love the indie electronic, like, the whole vibe of combining those kind of two genres together. Um, I feel like it could even be considered, like... A lot of subgenres. Yeah. I don't know what it officially is. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's officially probably indie. Yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, I feel like there's even a little bit of R&B in there. Like, you yeah, got, you kind of got a little bit of mix of everything. So we'll start with the first track, Man Up. For me, I thought this was the perfect time for a song like this. I agree. Because especially in this like new wave of feminism and equality, mm-hmm. I think it's important to recognize that part of that is sort of like... Well, part of getting women to get equal treatment and pay and all this stuff that we need mm-hmm. um, is to sort of understand and maybe change the way we raise boys and the fact that men are supposed to be masculine and they're supposed to keep their emotions inside. Yeah. And, you know, because that's a girl thing or that's what a kid does and there's no room for a man to act that way and, like, you know, man up kind mm-hmm. of thing. So I think that's kind of an important message to send. I also think it's more like saying men, you need to do better um, kind of thing as well. But that's kind of my take on it. Yeah. No, I agree with that. And, um, like, I was just reading about Noah B a few days ago, too, and in one of the interviews he was talking about how he was raised um, by his mom, his uh, grandmother. He was surrounded by women his entire life, so they taught him to be respectful of women. And so because of that, he is, like, a very large feminist, a good, <laughs> like, a very good example of how a man should act and um also side note did you know his grandma is shaka khan who's that natalie shaka khan hang on should i know who that is yes shaka khan it sounds familiar is an american recording artist whose career has spanned over five decades beginning in the 1970s as the lead vocalist and focal point of the funk band rufus oh hang on i know you're gonna know this song it's, um, I'm Every Woman. I'm oh, every... there you go. That's his grandma? Yeah. Aww. Isn't that wild? That's so crazy. Yeah, but. Guess good singing runs in the family. Yeah, so Shaka Khan is like a, a super large, like, 80s, 70s idol. Um, which also makes sense because, um, as a woman in the 1970s in the music industry, I can only imagine the stuff that she had to go through, mm-hmm. um, to kind of overcome all of these other artists. I mean, you had Jimi Hendrix, you had the Beatles, you had... Um, it was a very male-dominated time. Exactly, the Eagles, the Rolling Stones. Mm-hmm. So the the fight for a woman to be in the industry and be on top and make the name for herself that Shaka Khan did, I think is also extremely important to Noem B's background story. Right, and I also think it kind of breaks the stereotype that I hope honestly isn't that much of a thing anymore but i know kind of used to be a thing where men can't be feminists yes like you know i think we're past that at this point hopefully when people think that men can't be feminists yeah i was gonna go off on a political rant but (laughs) very long story short the word feminism just means equal it doesn't mean one's better than the other it means everyone's in the boat together exactly and i think people just don't understand that part and i think it and it goes both ways like i mentioned before like we can men don't have to hide their emotions or feel like they have to always be masculine. Like, we're all human. And I feel like that's that's just, like, a broad stereotype. So Yeah, toxic mas- masculinity is horrible for society, <laughs> and we need to get rid of it. And I just had this conversation with somebody last week. It's okay for boys to cry. It's okay for boys to have feelings. And it's okay for women to be masculine. Exactly. Bada-bing, bada-boom. Yeah. So this is definitely, I mean, I think this is the most politically infused song on the album but it's also just like a really good jam um it's a great opener too it really is it honestly i think 
it's what made me keep listening, to yes. be honest, when I... Because it's, like, it's slower, but it's also, it's not so slow that I'm, like, all right, the rest of this yeah. is going to be pretty boring. Like, I And then like, it sets you off for the rest of it, yeah. Yeah, and I was, I was excited to hear the rest of it. It was also the first song I listened to with my AirPods, which, primo sound quality, by the way. I love AirPods. I just love the convenience of being able to, like... Yeah. You can cook while you listen. And you can just leave them in and, like, never be inconvenienced. Like, I had them in yesterday at work, wasn't even listening to anything for a little bit, and it was just fine. But anyways, yeah, so primo sound quality on those. Man Up is a great song. It's followed by Wait, which is actually, that's a song that Britton and I played on Subverse last year. It was one of the singles that preceded the album release. Mm -hmm. Um, And honestly, when you're thinking of a song that should be on Subverse, it's so fitting. Like, this was the perfect Subverse song. Um, But yeah, it's really good. Yeah. I would describe it, Britton hates when I use the word vibes, but he's not here. So I would describe it as vibes. Vibe. Um, It has to have the tildes around it, though. Vibes. um, With a Z. Exactly. You can only spell it with a Z. But I think it's kind of like, I think it's something a lot of people can relate to, like the feeling of waiting on love or being too scared to express your feelings to somebody. Mm -hmm. I definitely think, and that could be said for a lot of the album, is something I feel like people experience um, kind of what he goes through in this album Mm -hmm. um, that he dedicates to all the women in his life. Yeah, I was going to say in that same interview I saw that he he was like, this is to my mom, to my Mm -hmm. grandma, my ex-girlfriends, like my future girlfriends, like my future wife, all the women I've ever known in my life. And I was like, wow. I like you. I like him. He's a stand-up guy. He really is. And he's German. Yeah, I know. I read that. He bought, like, a one-way ticket to America. Yeah. And, like, never looked back, apparently. Yeah. Which is great. Which I guess when you're a grandma's shock con, you could do and not have to worry about. Um, And then there's Eden, which is another stand-up song that I liked. Uh, Obviously, there's some religious references in the song, which Mm -hmm. I always respond well when artists take on anything religious, because I think it's kind of something maybe a little bit more controversial i think because people have strong opinions on it Uh although i don't think this song is necessarily about religion i think it's more about like love and relationships and maybe like losing faith in the ones that you love kind of more like that but i think in the literal sense maybe it could be taken as like you know whatever yeah because well because i think it's I don't remember what you just said, to be quite honest. But, um, like, in the chorus, he's talking about how there's room to grow. And, obviously, Eden was a garden. So, mm-hmm. like, love is growing in the Garden of Eden, which is where Adam and Eve started, mm-hmm. was in the Garden of Eden. So, like, it's just kind of, it kind of, to me, goes through the evolution of love, um, starting from Adam and Eve, going to present day, because everyone's blooming in this garden of love. I honestly, that was really well worded. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm glad that you like my my religious thing. Analyzation. Yes. Um, I also, I really like Do What You Want to Me. That's that good is one. one of my standout tracks. I don't know what it reminds me of. It's been reminding me of something all week. Cannot figure it out. I guess I can. I could see why it sounds familiar. It kind of sounds. You know. You know what? I think I figured it out just now. It kind of sounds like the neighborhood. Hmm. Just the voice mixed with like the like dark, okay. kind of soft um, uh, background. It's like yeah. a hazy background. I can see almost. that. I can see like mysterious. kind of that. Um, alt any artist vibe with like the neighborhood or alt J. Like I could see that. Not, like, sweater weather kind of neighborhood, but, like, a very just, like... Some of their more mellow projects. Dark, mysterious yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I like it I a lot. Yeah, it's really good. Um, another... It's another <clears throat> one that I would vibes. say vibes. <laughs> That's... I mean, in... I know we talked about this with... I think it was Man Up, but it's it's slow, but it's not so slow that it's boring. Right. It's like a nice, less than medium pace, I think, that... And I think that's important. Like I do, too. I think, and I think the whole album could be said for that. There's some songs that are fast, and there's some songs that are slow, but overall, it's just... It all flows perfectly. Exactly. And then a standout track for me was Freak Like Me. Mm-hmm. I think probably next to man up probably my favorite track Mm -hmm. on the album i just it's got like this kind of like badass vibe to it i like it yeah and it's kind of like this hey i'm an outsider like you're an outsider too we should probably be together yeah kind of like lana del rey's freak that concept it kind of reminds me did you mean radiohead's creep (laughs) 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 one for dakota yes um and then another one can't catch me which 
that features new mystics. Mm-hmm. Um, for my fellow long distance runners, I would add this to your workout playlist because I feel like it's a really good song to run to. For people like me who don't run, you should still listen to it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you know what? Like the best collaborations are when it flows like so seamlessly that it feels like it was meant to be on the album. And I feel like we have that here. Like you, it's kind of like when you can't imagine the song without the influence of the person they collaborated with. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes, sometimes collabs feel forced. I feel like here we have the seamless flow. Like everyone was able to have their influence and shine, and it all felt like a singular piece with all three of the um, people that were featured on this. Yeah, I was going to say the same goes for um, one of my standout tracks, too. Right below that is Drama with Big Data. That's a good one. Um, I really, really like that song. I just, I would say in Dakota's world, that is a vibes (laughs) song. Um, Just because it's, like, it's fun and you get, like, the electronic sound from Big Data and you get the the cool vocals um, from No MB who if you okay if you take away all of the background music make his voice a little bit higher he would be Moses Sumney I think make it like weird yeah if it was yeah if you made it like if it wasn't as um instrumentally driven yes I feel like yeah 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 um anyways but yeah drama is a super good song um it just like sits in the middle of the album like hello, I'm here. (laughs) I'm waiting for you to listen. I also think drama is one of the more accessible songs for people who might be more into top 40 and not necessarily, Mm -hmm. you know, like in the alternative genres. I feel like that's an accessible song for like the top 40 audience. I agree. Yeah, no, 100%. It's definitely more of the, I don't want to say normal songs on the album necessarily, but it's more mainstream. Um, It's just fun. Yeah. Um, Another song that's fun, Bad Girls. Mm -hmm. I like to call this an anthem for the bitches. Because that's exactly what it is. This song was made for me. It was. Quote Natalie. It's really good. It's it's fun. It makes me, it's like, I want to, like, punch stuff. Like, do jumping jacks. I'm ready to snap necks and cash checks when I listen to this song. Exactly. Sorry, no MB made me do it. And then, um, <laughs> and then also sex. Well, first off, if it's my baby making Spotify playlist, perfectly. Okay. Which has four followers so far. I'm working my way up there. Yeah, notice I am not one of them. Yeah, I know. I think Britain follows it. Britain's but second, a better friend. Second off, apparently there's an original demo that's like a deep house cut, and mm. I want that to be released because I want to know what that sounds like. Mm. Like, I don't know if that's actually like real or not. Record but, like, Store Day 2019? Exactly. Like, I need this. That would be pretty neat. Um, but I'm glad he did release this version. I think it fits the rest of the album better than probably a deep house cut would um, and gives, you know, gives the good vibes he's been going for. I need to stop saying the word vibes, though. Vibes. <laughs> you skipped, actually, my other, um, I almost said blowout song, <laughs> my other standout song, <laughs> which is Signs. Um... And the reason I really, really like this is because it sounds like a Prince song to me. It, it, it's got, like, this very classic guitar riff. Um, that part doesn't necessarily remind me of Prince. There's a certain song in, like, classical rock. Classical. Classic rock. Classical rock. <laughs> yeah, you know when Beethoven picked up a guitar um, <laughs> by classical rock, I meant classic rock. So I would like to note that on the record. Uh, anyways. No, I just, it, it, it's very uh, old-timey, and I think it's probably the most old-timey song on the album, but it's still really good, and I just, I really am a huge Prince fan. Right. So, I'm a closeted Prince fan. You would never know. Um, so, I really like that song, just because, I don't know, it doesn't sound like something that was made in 2018. Yeah, it's got that nostalgic um, it does. feeling to it. Yeah. And another song that I kind of feel a little bit like that for is Rocky Horror. Um, that's one of, like, the acoustic mm-hmm. songs on the album. And in an interview that he had with Clash magazine, he said, Beyond a doubt, Rocky Horror is the most personal song I've written, and I ended up recording it in one take. It has flaws, but I've never been able to get a better take than the first one. I dedicate the song to my mother and anyone who has lost a loved one to prison of any kind. And I think that's... Um, also due to, I think his mother went to prison mm-hmm. because of a domestic relationship, actually. Yeah. Or a domestic violence relationship that she was a victim of. Um, I don't remember the exact details, but I did read that somewhere. Um, I agree. I, th- I think I actually read that in the interview that I saw the other day. Um, that was about the time that I stopped reading it, to be quite honest. 
Um, no, but I really, I didn't know the fact that he only did, or picked the first take. I mm-hmm. think that's very neat, because right. as, I don't know, I'm a perfectionist, so I have to do things like seven times times. before they're right yeah so the fact that he was able to take that like raw emotion and take the song with the flaws and like i think the flaws add to it you know it gives it character it gives it that little bit of scruff especially if you're talking about your mom being in jail like Mm -hmm. you're not gonna want it to be like (laughs) for lack of a better simile no that's exactly right (laughs) um and then summer's gone which is another one another collaboration the last collaboration um on the album i mean it's kind of funny because i feel like it is a summer song but it's kind of talking about you could be my winter love kind of thing yeah it i think it's ironic in that sense um but also i just want to note that thutmose is that how you say that don't ask me how to pronounce things. Everybody that's who a, yeah, that's a bad I idea. Um, well, the first time I read it, I thought it said thought moose, and I was very confused. That would have made it so lit. <laughs> yeah. So um, no, but I like I like the <laughs> the irony there about right. being a winter love, and you're like, no, I definitely can still listen to this in June. Yeah, <laughs> it's a song for all seasons. I was I was in my bathing suit while I was listening to it. <laughs> Like just, I'm at the beach listening to it. Like. <laughs> uh, we're f- we're uh, filming. That's what's it called? Recording. We're recording the podcast at the beach. Yeah, exactly. Right now, we're right. We're there right now. In the middle so, of winter. Yeah, it's fine. We're playing beach ball. Um, and then there's milk and coffee, and I really like that song as well. I mean, I guess there's really isn't a song on here I don't like. Yeah. But I kind of interpret it, interpreted it as I can't talk. Interpreted <laughs> as a new love. That even though you know how you feel, you're still unsure of where the other person is at. That's kind of what I got from it, um, the whole vibe for that. I mean, I could be totally off base, but that's that's what I got from No, it. I got that too, because like in the chorus, he's talking about, will you love me in the morning? Right. Um, will you stay for milk and coffee? So it's like, you have this relationship with this person, but you still have to kind of get in their head and think like, oh, are you going to be here in the morning? Are you going to Are you gonna leave? Are you going to do this other stuff? Um I like the part where it says, call me old-fashioned for even asking. It's just what I've been taught. The morning after, I need your presence. So it's like, so in a, I think in a culture, especially with, excuse me, a lot of one-night stands, um, this song is very powerful because it's like. It speaks to that. Yeah, everyone's just like, oh, I'm not going to call you back the next day. But Mm -hmm. this song is like, you know, I'm sorry for asking, but like. Would you stay for breakfast instead right, of right. getting up instead half of naked, running cool. out of my house? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I feel like people have the tendency to want to play it cool. Yeah. Exactly. Um, or never talk to them again. Yeah, one of the two. Um, and then <laughs> and then there's sex on drugs, which that's definitely a love song. I yes. mean, as basic of a love song as you can get. I I like it that it's different from the rest of the songs, except for maybe Rocky Horror, in the sense that it's stripped of like the instrumentation and it's really focused on his voice instrumentation is that a word i don't think so all right well i like i just though. made up a word and i i like it too i'm gonna get it in webster's miriam's you're gonna get dictionary. it in <laughs> webster's miriam's miriam webster's whatever i knew what you meant <laughs> i'm surprised i even knew that i'm Aren't proud you? yeah i'm proud to be quite honest <laughs> no but it, it's just a cute song yeah like, the rest of the album, I feel like, goes through all these failed relationships um, or, like, uh, unrequited love kind of deal. Requited. Isn't it unrequited? No. Well, I was wrong. Okay, keep going. Uh, anyways. <laughs> I should have um, known better. <laughs> but it ends on this on this note of, like, hello, I am here. I'm happy. I have this, I have this relationship. Mm-hmm. God bless god bless me god bless her for being with me that's right. it and that's a nice that's a nice closer to like end it out that way because mm-hmm. it kind of goes through like ups and downs of a relationship like you said it's dedicated to all the women that he's like ever known ever so i think it's important to end on that happy note mm-hmm. in in the what i like to call the forever alone subculture um where people are like i'm 22 i'm never gonna find a husband and it's like Honey, you got time. I feel attacked. No. I, honestly, me too. I just attacked myself. Congratulations. You played yourself. No, but that's so true. <laughs> yeah, so all these people think that they're never going to find, like, a husband when they're super young. And uh, no MB comes out of nowhere. And he's like, you Sorry. know, I had all this stuff go on, but it ended up okay for me. Right. I think that's an important message. So overall rating, 
What would you give? Ooh. They might have loved, might have even loved me. I would say 9.5. The only reason I'm not giving it a 10 is because I feel like that's cliche, but I don't have anything wrong with it. So I'm going to bump it up to a 10. Just kidding. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with a 10 too. And I really hesitate towards giving things perfect scores. Yeah. Because I feel like you're not supposed to do that, Mm -hmm. but I'm giving it a 10. Yeah, it was super good. And not only instrumentally, vocally, but the backstories behind all the songs, the messages, um, etc. Things like that. It it just makes one whole album that is worthy of like a listen past the, the stuff on the outside. Right. I agree completely. It's also a good front-to-back album. It is. Like, I feel like if I listened to Jump Right In right now, I'd be uncomfortable just with it by itself. (laughs) So I've just been having the album on loop in my car all week. Right. Yeah, I have too. It's it's definitely good front-to-back. Definitely check it out if you're a fan of good music. He's also on tour right now, actually. Yeah, he just finished up at South by Southwest. I don't know where he went after that. Um, South by South by South by South (laughs) by. He's going to be actually, he's going to be in New York City um, April 10th, Tuesday, April 10th. Oh, let's go. Um, yeah, like, let's buy tickets. Yeah. It's probably not too late. Um, and I think the closest he's going to be, he will be in Cleveland Ooh. on April 15th at the Cambridge Room House of Blues. Cambridge Room House of Blues? Yeah, the Cambridge Room at the House of Blues. Like oh, the that's the in. super small one. Oh. What oh, day is intimate. April 15th? Uh, it's a Sunday. Dude, let's go. If it's not sold out, we're going. All right. We're going to look it up right now. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, that's probably the closest he is to where we are. Um, But there's dates all across the city. Or all across the city. (laughs) There's dates all across the nation. So (gasps) you can check that out. Oh, Um, fun fact. I just Googled House of Blues, and it came up with, like, the brand instead of Cleveland. Founded in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Probably why. Oh, that's cute. That that room is named that. That's really So now cute. you guys have a fun fact to tell all your friends. And you only get it here on Were You Even Listening? You're welcome. Exactly. Um, when we get back, we're going to talk about new releases from Preoccupations, Jack White, Wendy's, and more. So stay tuned. <laughs> All right, so things that just came out, we have Preoccupations with New Material, Jack White with Boarding House Reach, Sunflower Bean with 22 and Blue, and At Wendy's with We Beefin. All right, Natalie, I got to tell you something. Oh, God. I, I pulled a you, and I thought the Jack White's album was called Boarding House Ranch for, like, the three months that I've known about it coming out. I'm so that makes me feel so much better about myself. Yeah, I'm embarrassed. It's okay. Um, I've done a lot worse fails live on the podcast. So True. You're not wrong. <laughs> um so what have you listened to out of these new releases that we have here? Well, I unfortunately had the displeasure of listening to Boarding House Reach. Um I you mean ranch. Boarding House Ranch. <laughs> Um, I didn't make it all the way through. Did you listen to any of it? I listened to a little bit of it. I didn't listen to the whole thing. I could tell I was not feeling it, and I kind of saved myself. I don't even remember what the first song was called, but I hated it. And it, in a lot of times with albums that um, or of artists that I'm not super 100% committed to, the first song makes it or breaks it for me. And it was connected by love. Yeah, yeah. That one has actually been released for a while, I think. Oh, well, at it's least a, a few weeks. Good thing that I didn't listen to it a few <laughs> weeks ago because I would have been disappointed a few weeks ago. No, but I didn't like it at all. I thought it was dumb. And I like Jack White's older stuff, like when he was the White Stripes, like right. Se- Seven Nation Army, Icky Thump. I don't like this new. This new rebrand. I got to admit, like, his solo projects aren't my favorite. I do like him with all his... I like him with his other projects. I like him with White Stripes and yeah. the, the Rancoteers. I don't know how to say it. Raconteurs? Raconteurs. I think okay. that's it. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's good. Lazaretto I, wasn't bad for, like, a solo Right. I, I don't know. Blunderbuss... Blunder... Blunderbuss? Blunder I can't 
say anything today. Say it three times fast. Blunderbuss, blunderbuss, blunderbuss. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> okay, but that definitely had a more of a bluesy rock vibe that I kind of liked a little bit. But yeah. I, other than that, I haven't been too passionate about the solo work that he's done at all, really. No. Um, and there's one song on... Actually, did you know that he had baby teeth? Because he has really small teeth. I did not know that. I don't think I've ever seen him smile. Oh. Well, here's a picture, and he has baby teeth, and it's oh, wow. <laughs> pretty terrifying. Oh, you're right. <laughs> um, so that's weird. Anyways, uh, no, one of the songs on the new album, it's called Hyper Misophoniac. Um, the first 20 seconds is just him playing with the fidget cube, like making all those clicking noises. And to be perfectly honest, I have a fidget cube because I am quite fidgety all the time, but... We don't need that in a song. Man. I cannot stand this song because it's just like you peaked with the microphone. You did that. You were really passionate. About that. I was. I was angry. I'm upset. No, overall, um, I would give that a one out of ten because the album was truly awful. Yeah, I mean, I probably can't fairly rate it, seeing as I didn't listen to it all the way through. But from what I heard, I would give it be generous, and I'd give it a three. Yeah, Two, I'm not going that far. Um, um, if anybody disagrees, feel free to at me on Twitter, at DaxOnDeck. I would love to hear your opinions. Um, one thing I did want to mention, though, before we move on, because mm-hmm. it's a fun fact I found out while listening to this, is that when Jack White was touring with the Rancunteers. 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 Ah, um, he started losing. The raccoons. <laughs> he started losing his voice towards the end, and they were tuning with the Kills at the time, which is a band that I love. Yeah. And Allison Mosshart would come in to like sing with him, mm-hmm. and that's how the Dead Weather was formed. And I oh. had no idea. I was like, that is cool, because I like the Dead Weather too, obviously. So they were just like, they were just hey, like, we, we sound good together. We sound good together. Let's make an album. That's literally what they did. So I was like, that's really All right. cool. Cool. Yeah. But anyways, um, we both also listened to Wendy's mixtape. Oh, boy. All right, listen. (laughs) This was a time. I am disappointed in myself more than anything because I liked the beats. Uh, No, I did too. Like, okay, the first time I listened to it, like... I was just, for, what the hell was the first thing that came to my mind? Oh, like, yeah. I thought it doing? was a joke. Yeah. I didn't think it I was saw really somebody, real. Yeah, I saw someone post about it on Twitter, and I was like, oh, that's funny. And then I went through the new releases on Spotify, and it was like, we beefing? And I was like, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but then I listened to it, and I was like, oh, my God, this is fire. Like, I don't know who is doing the rapping. Like, I cannot find that information anywhere. Is it Wendy Williams? I, some, somewhere <laughs> said that Wendy Williams was in a song, but I'm starting to think that that's not real. Um, no, it's... One of the songs was produced by Metro Boomin. Hmm. I don't remember which one it was, though. But, um, yeah, that was a weird time. I mean, it's kind of fire. Like, and I'm kind of, like, mad at myself for thinking that. But, like, I just kind of like... I like that they chose to do rap, and mm-hmm. I like that it made it a female <laughs> rapper... I agree. I think, I don't know. It's kind of cool. I mean, it's good advertising, let's put it that way. Like, this is, I think this is a positive ad- advertising for a Wendy's. At the same time, I feel like there are a lot of people who are going to be like, that's super corny, and then right, not right. listen to it. Um, but the CEO of Wendy's, Todd Penninger, said in an uh, interview with CNBC that McDonald's is, like, doing all this technological stuff. They have digital kiosks and mobile ordering, so Wendy's needs to also stay relevant. And so the first step to doing that was this mixtape. And you've probably seen Wendy's and McDonald's um, literally beef it out on Twitter. Uh, So that's kind of where this all started from. And if you go through the lyrics on Genius, it's really funny because it's just a lot of references to other fast food chains. (laughs) so it's weird because I, I don't know. I always thought of Wendy's as like the super innocent, like. That's what cl- the logo makes you think. Yeah, until like until you look at your fast food restaurant. And then you're like, never mind. Yeah, and you're <laughs> like, wow, I wouldn't want to start a fight with whoever's running the Twitter. Um, but it's very, it's very weird. Um, so the CEO, yeah, is just talking about how it's important to know your consumer and know the next generation of consumers because we went from, you know, TV commercials, well, we went from radio commercials to TV commercials to online advertisements, and now we're in this odd age where 
the next generation, Gen Z, is literally consuming everything from the internet, from social media. Uh, they don't read news sites necessarily. They read their news from social media. Right, so. they'll read the headlines. And like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then not read anything else. Um, no offense to Gen Z. I'm sure you guys are great readers. Um, <laughs> disclaimer. Disclaimer. No, but it's very... Wendy's is... They have the right idea. Yeah. I, I mean... I like the play on words, like, rest in grease is good. Um, four for four, that's advertising for, like, their four for four deal. So, like, like I said, another good advertising strategy. Twitter fingers kind of sounds like chicken fingers. Yeah. Even though they don't have chicken fingers. And it also goes to men- what you mentioned earlier about the Twitter beef. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of what it's about, pretty much. So it's definitely an odd marketing tool. Um, Something I, that I don't think really has been done in that way. No, not so, at all. Yeah. Like, you have jingles and stuff, but you yeah. never have a full-out mixtape. So I, I'm more excited to see how McDonald's, their main competitor, the number one fast food chain mm-hmm. in the whole world, um, or even, you know, Burger King comes back I was going to say Burger King, I'm like, hey. No, mm-hmm. I, I agree I like Burger King. Don't worry. I'm just saying McDonald's is number one. That's right, like right. a fact. It's McDonald's. And then I would say Burger King. And then Wendy's, I would say, is like third place for burger chains. But Taco Bell is in a completely separate category That's because it's tacos. And they don't have ketchup. Which is really a shame because I wanted ketchup there and they didn't have it. Natalie needed some ketchup the other day and she wanted it from Taco Bell. But Taco Bell, as everyone knows, does not have ketchup. Well, this is why Mighty Taco is better. I actually don't think Mighty Taco has, has ketchup either. Ooh. But, um, I don't think so. But yeah, all that stuff happened. Next week we'll be talking about stuff and things and whatever. Um, <laughs> there's not really much coming out next week, but the week after there's going to be some stuff. There's going to be Cardi B and... Um, the new Unknown Mortal Orchestra album. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm sure this is not the last time that you'll be hearing Dakota Palmer on our show. I hope not. And thank you so much for being on. Uh, make sure you check out her show, Finding Emo, on and, Mondays. And what do we have to talk about? Yes, our merch that you're wearing right now. Oh my God. What am I wearing, Natalie? You're wearing a Finding Emo shirt that you can find on shop.spreadshirt.com backslash Edinburgh Now. And you know what? You can have a shirt with my face on it. Um, in my super emo place, or and it says finding emo on the top left. I would have worn it yesterday, but I didn't do my show. Right. Um, and then tomorrow, we're going to have Subverse Britain. We'll hopefully be well enough to do Subverse. If not, I will still be doing it. Um, and it's going to be, because it's the last it's the last day of March, right? Or the second last day? Something like that. Um, we're going to conclude the month, Women's History Month, with the full first hour. It's going to be all female artists. Um, so look forward to that. Make sure you wear your shirt tomorrow, Dakota. My Subverse shirt? shirt? Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. I would not think anything different. And right. we have the trifecta of shirts, which you can do with you and your friends, because you have the blue one? Yes. No, I have the I have the black one. Britain has the pink one. And I have the purple one. No, I have the blue one. Right, the blue. So yeah. you, can, you can have the Three Musketeers wear the Subverse shirts. Right. You and can... then if you get any merch from any of our shows, I mean, we have them for a bunch of our shows, definitely check it out. But um, if you get any merch... Take a picture and tag us um, at Edinburgh Now or at WFC889 or our personal Twitter. I would love to see anyone walking around wearing a Finding Emo shirt. Like, with just me on their face or on their shirt. No context. I would freak out. I would freak out. That would be freaking awesome. Yeah, and then also, (laughs) there's also a bunch of stuff for this podcast that you're listening to specifically, so definitely check it out. Um, Check out This Week in the Spectator, the reviews of Jack White and Sunflower Bean. Those will be online at edinburghnow.com, so you can check those out as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so just great stuff happening. So thanks for listening. Are you talking to me? I was talking to everybody. Oh, you looked at me? You were, you were here with me. <laughs> I thought you were going to say thanks for having Thanks for being here. I already said thanks. I'm not going to thank you twice. Oh. You're not that great. Well, I was just going to retort with thanks for, thanks for having me. It's been a blast. All right. Thanks for being on the show, Dakota. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. It's been a blast. <laughs> All right. See you next week. Here's our outro music.